Today, Rinpoche completed the section on generosity and showed how the practice of the six perfections is completely necessary in order to become a Buddha. Okay, so we in the English are in the section on generosity and specifically page 372, the divisions of generosity. So 121, I believe, is where uh, Rinpoche will begin today. Um, I'm not 100% sure, um, but I believe that's where we will begin today. The Ewa. The Nipa. Okay, so uh, when we look at the various divisions of generosity, uh, we'll see. <laughs> Okay, so. So, everyone, uh, this is Labsang Samten. Uh, Labsang Samten uh, is actually the founder of the Chenrezig Tibetan Buddhist Center. Uh, he um, was making a sandman, oh, yeah. short story, making a sand mandala at Trinity University, and a group of people. Uh, we're going there every day and saw the mandala and wanted to see Tibetan Buddhist meditation happen after the Trinity performance and after the mandala was made. So it started in people's houses and uh, eventually we ended up where we are today. And the reason with the connection with Rinpoche is Labsangla uh, was uh, attended to His Holiness the Dalai Lama when Rinpoche was uh, at uh, Abbot of Namgyal in India and uh, was Rinpoche's student. Uh, so yeah. that's how the connection was made. And a uh, very much longer story than that. Uh, wasn't ready to give a history, uh, but we're very, very grateful for everything that you did for us, Labsang La. Uh, I would not, I don't know where I would be as a Buddhist. Labsang is uh, really the first master who really helped me and showed me how to learn about Buddhism. So. Really, we're all here today because of uh, Venerable Labsangla, and I can't express that enough. I really can't, and I just want to say thank you. The Juje, the Kon, the Tumble. Yeah. 
Yeah. Thank you so much. And today we're, we're, because of your help and everything you've done, today we're looking word by word at the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment by Lama Tsongkhapa. And uh, we've, we've uh, now um, gotten into the section on Mahayana and we're in the divisions of generosity. So uh, that's where I was at. So when we look at generosity, we can see that there are three different uh, divisions. Uh, the gift of the teachings, the generosity or gift of fearlessness, and the generosity or uh, gift of material things. Uh, so we've gone through the first two categories, the gift of the teachings or the generosity of the Dharma. We've gone through the generosity of uh, fearlessness. And now we're going to begin today with uh, the section on material gifts. Uh, so that will, again, on page 122 in the English and at the bottom of 372 in the Tibetan. <laughs> So, uh, the, um, when we look at the mind that aspires to enlightenment, uh, we find that the importance of looking also at the six perfections and the generosity being uh, the first among the six perfections. So now we've arrived at the section on uh, the generosity of material things. So, again, bottom of page 122, uh, when we divide material gifts or things into categories, we'll find that there are two. First, the generosity of actually giving material gifts or things, and the second category is the generosity which is just mental or uh, only mental. Uh, so these Kangitun Okay, the Kanga, the Yure. Yeah. Uh, so, um, Rinpoche is just the, thus far, he's reading through the various divisions. So, uh, the first category, the generosity of actually giving material things, has four categories, I'm sorry, has three categories. First, how to give away material things. Second, what to, what to do if you are unable to give. And third, relying on the remedies for the hindrances to generosity. Uh, and then the first category of how to give away material things has four categories. Recipients of giving, the motivation for giving, how to give, and the things to give. And then uh, the first category in, in that section, uh, we will find uh, um, 
uh, which is the recipients of giving, we will find ten categories. Less so. So I just missed, uh, when we go back to how to give away material things, uh, Rinpoche just gave like, um, we see the first is the recipients of giving. So who do we, um, who, do, who is the object of our generosity? The second, the motivation for giving. What are we thinking about? What is our reasoning uh, for this generosity? How to give? Uh, and then, so in what way do we give, and then the things to give. So Rimache gave a short commentary <coughs> on that for <coughs> so I didn't want to miss that. Okay, Gongel may Rimpache. Rimbache. Tene,ne,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,ba,ne,
uh, in this section where there are 10 categories, there aren't any, um, there's just a point that is made that states that the object is all sentient beings. So all sentient beings uh, are the object of our love, are the object of our compassion, so are really the recipients of our generosity. So when we look to who are these recipients, um, Jayan Sheba states all sentient beings are, the, are these recipients. So then we, familiar, we arrive at the familiarization with love and compassion for all sentient beings. She Jimmy 
Um, of our our generosity. Uh, the next section is the motivation. So uh, we we get into the the mental. What is mentally happening? What are we thinking um, mentally about when this generosity is taking place? So in Jayan Sheba's commentary, it's divided into uh, two categories of general and specific. Um, so, uh, general and specific uh, motivations. And then, looking at the great treatise on the stage of the path to enlightenment, uh, we find two categories also, but they're slightly different. Uh, the motivation for giving has two sections. What kind of motivation is required? What kind of motivation must be eliminated? Uh, so, the first category, what kind of motivation uh, is required, will have three categories. Uh, so. I'll begin reading. Uh, again, page, bottom of 123, what kind of motivation is required? Your motivation should have three attributes. A focus on purpose, which thinks, based on this, I will complete the perfection of generosity, a precondition for unexcelled enlightenment. So in order to achieve uh, unexcelled enlightenment, which is Buddhahood, it's necessary to have the, the two collections, the collection of exalted wisdom and the collection of merit. Uh, so uh, these two collections are necessary, and the perfection of generosity would fall under um, the one. Uh, the the perfections fall. Um, I'm sorry. These two categories uh, we find the six perfections um, necessary or part of. So the the perfection of generosity is necessary in order to become a Buddha. Um, so it's saying it's a precondition for unexcelled enlightenment. So the six perfections are preconditions for becoming a Buddha. Therefore, the generosity is a precondition uh, for being uh, being a Buddha. So our focus, our our motivation at this point, the way we're thinking is that I will perfect this generosity. Um, so that I can become a Buddha for the sake of sentient beings. It's a precondition for enlightenment. So this is this first category, which is the focus on the reason for doing it. The purpose for doing it um, is uh, because it's a precondition for unexcelled enlightenment, because it categorically falls under among the two collections necessary to become Buddha. Uh, so this is the first category. Second category, a focus on the thing to be given, which thinks from the outset a bodhisattva gives away all possessions to living beings. So the material goods that I'm, I am giving belong to others, and it is as, as if they are receiving things kept in trust. Huantamolon, <laughs> Nasal 
Okay, and now um, we move on to number three. Focus on the recipient, which thinks, since these recipients, whether asking for the gift or not, bring to the completion my perfection of generosity, they are my teachers. Uh, so when we look at the object of our generosity, um, and when we engage in that generosity, the object of our generosity becomes part of our um, causal, comes part of our causes for um, becoming Buddhists. So it, it bring to the completion my perfection of generosity. Uh, so um, when we engage in this giving, uh, whether the recipient has asked for it or not, um, we are adding to this collection that is necessary uh, to uh, become a Buddha. So we look at the recipients as if they are our teachers because they are aiding us in our um, quest or our um, goal to uh, become a Buddha, to perfect that generosity. Uh, so um, when we... So the recipients, it says it doesn't matter whether they've asked for it or not, they become part of that process. Uh, so we look at them as they are our teachers. So when we, we observe them, um, when we think about this, we, this should be it, um, our, and this is the third attribute of our, our, our mind, or what we're thinking about. Um, so where do we find this? Rinpoche said in the Compendium of Perfections, he believes is uh, Arya Shura's text, uh, Lopun Bao, 
and uh, it says that um, the Compendium of Perfection states, when someone comes to ask for something, bodhisattvas, so to build up for preconditions for complete enlightenment, consider what they have as belonging to others, give it as from a trust, and consider the person their teacher. Um, so here, um, in the prior, it says whether they ask or not. Here it's saying when someone comes to ask for something, uh, the bodhisattva sees that if he or she engages in the generosity, he or she is gathering up uh, among the two collections that are necessary um, to become a Buddha, the collection of exalted wisdom and the collection of, of merit. And when I say among, it means one of the two. When I translate it as among, one, any among, it just means it, it could be among the six. So uh, just as a translator's note, when we look at generosity, we know that in its raw form, it's among the collection of merit. Um, but that's why I'm using the word among because it does that perfection falls under that category, um, but Rinpoche is saying using the the two collections uh, as the precondition for becoming Buddha. But I'm using the word among because it doesn't fall into both of those. So I want to make sure there's not a, a confusion with the way I'm translating it, because uh, there is none from <laughs> Rinpoche's side. Uh, so when someone asks to give something, bodhisattvas, so as to build up the preconditions for complete enlightenment. So preconditions, the collections of exalted wisdom and collection of merit. So among those, uh, the, the, the generosity falls under. And consider what they have as belonging to others, give it as a... a from a trust and consider the person their teacher. Cheso. Oh, the Buddhism. Then the the Sanlo Gare the uh, I just want a clarity on what this consider what they have as belonging to others give it from a trust I just wanted Rinpoche to clarify that she is somebody she does somebody she is somebody changes changes from them they long Rinpoche what they want to long to what they want to passion duba the passion duba long the shantu samba long to long I just said this. Less the <laughs> So when the Bodhisattva is engaging in this generosity, he's um, 
as if he is holding on to these items for the person and distributing them, giving them to the person. Uh, it is like a trust, uh, so in the form of a trust. I just didn't, I was curious if there was trust in Tibetan, that word, because it's such a, a new word and it's in Lama Tsongkhapa's text, so I just wanted to be, make sure uh, that that's what it means. But it does, that it's holding, it's holding on to the, that item for the person and, and then giving it to them. Um, so, dig so here we do find the general and specific um, pointed out uh, um, in the, the commentary at Laman Sunkapa's later as we read on. Um, so with respect to giving away, I just want to catch up. Um, so then that was the quote by Arya Shura. With respect to giving away individual things, understand in detail from the questions of Sabahu Sutra and the compendium of the perfections, your motivation focus on purpose, which is the thought, I will give this away for this or for that purpose. As to your motivations focus on the recipient explained above, you should apply it to all situations of generosity, so it is the general motivation. Um, and now we'll get into sp the specific motivation. So going back to it translated before in Jayan Sheba's commentary states that there are two categories, general and specifics. And then now we see that Lama Tsongkhapa has stated that the, that previous is referring to general. And now we move forward with specifics. So I just wanted to clarify from before if I didn't didn't make sense. Desarimche. Shitsar. What so Rinpoche just wanted to um, bring us up to where we are with specific and just read uh, the last line or so. Uh, so with um, 
It's kind of a run on. I'm just going to read this whole thing. With respect to giving away individual things, I'm reading just a little more than he did. Understand in detail from the questions of Sabahu Sutra and the Compendium of Perfections your motivations focus on purpose, which is the thought. I will give this away uh, for this or for that purpose. As to your motivations focus on the recipient explained above, you should apply it to all situations of generosity. So it is the general motivation. Sambhajira. Somebody the um, so now uh, we will get into the specific. Um, so before we got in, we, we went over the general um, overview. Um, now we are getting into the specifics. Um, uh, so when we we look at um, individuals, for instance, or recipients. Uh, we look at the specific ones, so specific friends, specific enemies, uh, etc. So, uh, for instance, um, when we establish, uh, so we establish these varying attitudes um, in relation to uh, these uh, specific beings. Uh, so, we wish. Um, that sentient beings um, had happiness and the causes of happiness, and this is the motivation and meditation upon love, uh, and wish that they are free from suffering and the causes of suffering. Uh, this is a motivation uh, of compassion uh, for these sentient beings. But it's necessary for us first to um, establish our own suffering uh, and desire for happiness in order for us to wish to establish others in that place. Uh, be, um, because once, if we haven't ourself uh, recognized our own plight, uh, then it would be impossible for us to think of others. So we first, uh, in order for, as a precondition for this arisal of love and compassion, uh, which has as its object of observation these sentient beings, and specific sentient beings in this case, of uh, friends uh, and enemies, specifics, specific people, uh, we have to have our own renunciation, our own desire to definitely emerge as a precondition which will then allow us to turn towards others. Rinpoche, Chiran Long Danson, the Long, the Long Garina Danson, Chiran. The Rangi, I don't. Do you remember the? He quoted something. Um, okay, uh, so I thought it was from the. Um, 
So uh, we find in uh, the Bodhichara Abhatara, Shanti Deva's um, uh, guide to the Bodhisattva's way of life or engaging in the Bodhisattva deeds, uh, a quote that says, um, just I've roughly translated, if uh, we haven't um, considered our own plight or our own suffering, uh, how could we even dream of um, freeing others from their suffering? Something to this effect. How could we even dream of this uh, if we haven't thought of our own? Uh, so similarly, uh, if we wish to have this um, motivation of love and compassion for sentient beings, we have to first um, look at our own happiness and, and suffering. Uh, so that, that's from uh, Shunju, from the Guide to the Bodhisattva's Way of Life. So now we'll get into the specific uh, motivations. Okay. Oh, I did Okay. Okay, so uh, specific motivations, uh, on page 124 where it says 374 there, specific motivations would be when you make a gift to those who harm you, once you have established a loving attitude through those who suffer, once you have established a compassionate attitude to those who have good qualities, once you have established an attitude of delight, and to those who help you, once you have established an impartial attitude. So here it's showing the preconditions for each of these. Um, and if we look um, at the precondition for um, love uh, and compassion, we find this danyom, which is uh, equanimity, uh, this uh, basis of neutrality. Uh, so in order for us to um, move forward with love and compassion, it's necessary for us to first begin with equanimity towards uh, all sentient beings. So this impartiality, this neutrality towards uh, uh, um, all sentient beings. So this word impartial attitude is what we have in our prayer book is equanimity. It's just another way to translate it, just if anyone's looking to specific at words. So then, 
<coughs> Moreover, you must be even-minded toward all recipients, give away to living beings, such as those who ask and so forth, all the virtuous results uh, of, of giving, and in particular, be compassionate to those recipients who are suffering. Okay, established even-mindedness, uh, equanimity towards all friends, enemies, and neutrals, so to all living beings. Jimbe all the virtuous, uh, so I'll just read this again. Moreover, you must be even-minded toward all recipients, all recipients, friends, enemies, and neutrals. Give away to living beings, such as those who ask and so forth. All the virtuous results of giving and in particular, so those who ask and those who don't. And all the virtuous results of giving and in particular to be compassionate to those recipients who are suffering, suffering from the various uh, types of suffering, such as the three sufferings, the suffering of suffering, the suffering of change, uh, and the pervasive compounded suffering. What that, what they quote, but and, and, and then we have a quote from Chandrakirti coming from the, uh, the middle way. Jimmy 
Okay, so, so the quote from Chandrakirti says, uh, once the giving, I'll read the quote and then go back. There's this very short commentary is given. Once the giving is free from stinginess, the giver, giver must compassionately make gifts which are given equally with an even-mindedness to those who are superior or inferior recipients. The results of such giving uh, go to both self and other at the same time. Holy beings praise this giving without stinginess to those who seek gifts. Uh, so once the giving is free from stinginess, if we have miserliness or stinginess related to our enjoyments or our wealth, alone uh, uh, so wealth or enjoyments, if we are miserly in relation to those things, we will not be able to develop generosity. Uh, so we have to free ourselves from miserliness in order to engage in generosity because it's an obstacle to generosity. The giver must... Uh, compassionately make gifts which are given equally with even-mindedness, so with an equanimity to those who are superior uh, and inferior or inferior recipients. Um, so the results of such giving. So uh, giving produces the enjoyment. So we see Jimbi Lon Shu. So from the uh, generosity comes the enjoyments or comes wealth. Uh, so the, the results of such giving are the enjoyments. So in order for us to, um, let me see, the uh, result of generosity is the enjoyment. So we can't, I see, I flip it around. So, so if we become a miserliness, miserly in relation to these enjoyments, it becomes an obstacle to our generosity. So we rid ourselves of miserliness and then give with even mindedness to all beings. The Shiloka Tambo, the Dead Slash, Shiloka Nipa, the Delpa Lamason, Chudel. Dunda Lasson, Jingosana Tandewa, Jingosana Jimbaton, the Lulonge Jimbaton, or the Telsana Megur, Sana Yuntan tomorrow. Jingosana Tandewa, Lulonge Jimbaton, Lulonge Sana de Tawajo, Lasson, Lasson. Do Hajjum, 
Okay, so going back to the top, Chandrakirti from the entrance to the middle way says, once the giving is free from stinginess, the giver must compassionately make gifts. So the giver, um, the person who is giving, uh, compassionately makes gifts. So here, gives away his or her enjoyment. So stinginess is an obstacle to generosity. So if one is stingy in relation to one's enjoyments, then one won't be able to engage in generosity. So one first gets rid of the stinginess in relation to these objects and then gives them compassionately. And it says, which are given equally with even-mindedness to those who are superior or inferior recipients. So the, the mental state at this time is, uh, is of neutrality, is of equanimity in relation to the recipients, uh, in, a rela- in relation to uh, the giving itself. So there is an equanimity in relation to what's given and, and, and who one, what is given and, and who that is given to. The results of such giving, uh, giving uh, produces the enjoyment. So it says, go to both self and other at the same time. So you, one is engaging in generosity and aiding the person one is being generous to, but simultaneously collecting the cause for the, fu- for the future enjoyments. Uh, so here, while one is engaging in generosity, there is a simultaneous benefit that is taking place. Uh, holy beings praise this giving without stinginess, uh, to those who seek uh, gifts. Um, and then we find uh, in the praise of infinite qualities, uh, it states, uh, so there are many, many qualities, um, infinite number of qualities of this. Uh, so it's, it says, even when some see a hopeful person who is destitute and of low birth, they do not care and out of desire for results seek other recipients who have good qualities. They have a base motive. Though givers, they are the same as those asking for gifts. You, uh, Buddha, uh, Buddha said, hence you remain committed out of compassion to giving to those who ask. Disa. just read it. That's <laughs> So next we get into kind of motivation. What kind of motivation must be eliminated? Uh, So Jayan Sheba's commentary states there are 11 points that are made uh, within this section. What the Saji Juji did was Mm-hmm. 
so this section is a little bit uh, difficult, uh, and you don't really find an explanation in other sources than in John, than in John and Sheba's uh, commentary on this particular section. So we'll, we'll do our best. I, I mean, I'll do my best here. Um, so uh, let's see. The first, there will be 11 categories, and this is the first category. I'm just going to read through this. Um, a motiv- number one, a motivation that believes in the supremacy of bad views. When we look at the root afflictions, there are six root afflictions. Um, desire, anger, pride, ignorance, doubt, and afflicted view. Afflicted view is what we're speaking of here, and specifically the kind of afflicted view uh, is the conception of bad ethics and modes of conduct as supreme. Uh, so we see that here this is speaking of just specifically uh, wrong or 
or perverse view. So one of the two, luta, or the conception of, of bad modes of conduct as supreme. Uh, so here it says that a motivation that believes in the supremacy of bad views, believing that wrong views are the actual supreme view. And again, among the six root afflictions, it's the sixth root affliction uh, and called afflicted view. Uh, and then within afflicted view, uh, there are also, I believe, uh, five categories um, in, within it. Um, Rinpoche said the conception of bad ethics and modes of conduct, uh, as well as perverse view. He listed those two uh, as examples. Um, so, a motivation that believes in the supremacy of bad views. Lacking this means that you do not give while thinking there is no result from generosity. Harmful blood offerings are religious. I am giving as I apply myself to what is good and beneficial. Or, through just the completion of generosity alone, I will, free, I will be free of mundane and super-mundane attachment. World, so, uh, worldly uh, and uh, super-mundane, uh, out-of-worldly um, attachments. So, um, these are the wrong views that can be cultivated uh, um, in relation to giving. ตาสมบัติตะบุบุบะจินดอยปุ่งกบะตะละจุจิกนอนเนตอมตังเงินชุดเจบิสมบะเมบะตอมเรนดัวตังเงินชุดเนบิสมบะเมบะเนจิมบ
T'as tombé contre le tombé, contre le tombé, contre le Gesundheit You need the Laren Chemo, the Longwa, Longwapo. Nieba, Kimbi, Samba, Mabane, Longbola, Nebatan, Jela, Dembatan, Shinejan, Dala, Kimbi, Samba, Tompeva, Yinje, Jen, Tatamaino, Tatamino, she, Longsens, Majiba, was, what about Nibar and Dua? Okay. Okay, so it's this number two will um, be the number two that is here, uh, a motivation that is arrogant. <laughs> And the jail a uh, motivation that is arrogant. Uh, this word for arrogant, Rimache, is similar to uh, pride, nangyal, uh, nangyal. So the pride, a motivation that is of pride or that is arrogant. Lacking this means that you do not despise the person who asks for something. You do not compete with others, and after you give something, you do not conceitedly think, I am so generous, no one else can do like this. Uh, so you shouldn't have the thought that uh, no one um, can be as generous as me or I'm, my generosity is the highest generosity or the best type of generosity. Others is inferior. So this uh, motivation uh, is a motivation of arrogance and this needs to be uh, abandoned. Um, that there is no competition, um, that uh, you don't develop anger um, when someone asks you for something or, or dislike the person and then you don't engage in competition um, with others uh, or think that yours is the best giving and others isn't compete with your type of giving. Uh, so uh, this is number two. Dig song, Rameche. Legend Contre Jenner, Nyawandre, Jimbala, 
Okay, so now we move on uh, to number three. Uh, and there's quite a bit in this. Uh, the purification of obscurations uh, of Karma Sutra uh, explains uh, that when ordinary beings make gifts, they lose faith in those who are stingy, on account of which they get angry and are reborn in a hell. So it is said that this obstructs generosity. When these ordinary persons observe ethical discipline, they speak unflatteringly of those whose ethical discipline is faulty. So they lose faith in many living beings and fall into miserable realms on account of their loss of faith. And when these ordinary people maintain patience and the like, they speak disparagingly of those who do the opposite of these and so obstruct their own ethical discipline and so forth. Uh, so here, this is referring to, first of all, ordinary beings. What is the difference between an ordinary being and a superior being? Uh, an ordinary being is a being who has not yet achieved the path of seeing, who has not perceived reality. A superior being is one who has seen emptiness, reached the path of seeing and beyond. Uh, so this is what the line of the differentiation is between ordinary beings and superior beings. Ordinary beings have, have not reached the path of seeing, whereas superior beings have reached the path of seeing. Uh, so this is the differentiation, and it, we find in Asanga's texts where he states that the qualification of a superior is reaching the, the path of see, seeing. An ordinary being is one who has not achieved that seeing. An ordinary being is one who has not achieved this uh, path, of this seeing, um, so achieved that realization of seeing. So uh, it's saying here, uh, going back to the text, it's saying that um, those ordinary beings, um, it's very easy uh, when they, uh, for them to um, have uh, um, uh, contamination mixed with their uh, engagement of, for instance, generosity uh, or when they observe ethical discipline. So when they observe generosity, they have it mixed with anger uh, and so forth about the recipients uh, and the qualities and so forth. So then this, uh, it's saying, becomes a, a, a cause for, for being reborn in hell. Uh, um, so it's said that the, this kind of... Um, uh, even if you're being generous, but then you are uh, having this negative um, emotion re in relation to that generosity, um, it becomes a cause for rebirth in the lower realms and becomes an obstacle to that generosity, becomes an obstacle to your actual generosity. Uh, and it's saying that um, when someone who has not reached the path of seeing, uh, someone who is not a superior, uh, is engaging in ethical discipline and then speaks faulty of, of others who um, are not keeping theirs intact, 
um, then this uh, becomes also a, a cause um, for loss of faith for, for beings uh, and a cause for uh, falling into the miserable realms of cyclic existence. So speaking, uh, even while you are holding ethical discipline yourself uh, and then being uh, looking down on others who you feel aren't keeping this specific vow or that specific vow or behavior. Uh, so that's... Um, what is meant there, um, they lose faith in, in fallen miserable realms on the account of their loss of faith. And when these ordinary uh, people maintain patience and the like, they speak disparagingly of those who do the opposite of these, so obstruct their own ethical discipline. So they're, if they're, uh, their negative emotions, which are mixed in with these seemingly positive acts, actually turn them into acts that are a cause for the, the lower realms, or cause for uh, what the opposite, the mituncho, the opposite of what um, would, would normally be. So these acts act in um, uh, um, almost like uh, against, they act against our, um, our generosity, act against are, are the opposite of they uh, opposite of our um, they oppose our gen these become opposition to our generosity opposition to our ethical discipline uh, when we have these emotions mixed in. Uh, <laughs> ルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルルル
previous, this is speaking to the correct way. Um, this Sanjay Dupa. Oh. Praise of income qualities of the Buddha, right? So, this Sanjay. Oh, no. They're long. Long, this su gechishe, the Sanjay. Jungata I see. I see. So what I was asking Rinpoche, um, just we were talking about, is it was asking him if, in my broken Tibetan, if this is speaking to the Buddha, saying you were this, you know, speaking of the qualities of the Buddha, um, or someone else. So Rinpoche said he's not sure if this text is from the Kangjur or Tanjur. Um, so the, the Kangjur being the pronouncements of Lord Buddha, and Tanjur, the authentic Indian commentaries. Um, and it's written, Rinpoche is saying, to anyone proper. So it's, it's re- written to practitioners. Uh, it's not written like at times when you, I asked the who is the you, uh, if that was referring to Lord Buddha. And he said you, uh, referring to many people, those, those practitioners, those participants. Uh, so it says, hence you should do as the praise of infinite quality says. At times when you were learned and very intelligent, you did not praise yourself. Uh, You extolled and revered other persons who had few good qualities. When you maintained a mass of good qualities, you seized even on a small fault in your own behavior. So the proper way, the proper practitioner has done this, has done that. Um, So that's what I was asking Rinpoche, if this was speaking of the Buddha's qualities, um, and it's just praise of infinite qualities in general. So praise of um, holders of qualities, uh, if you will. Um, so, uh, not specific to a specific person. And 
And here it says, uh, when you maintained a mass of good qualities, you seized on even a small fault in your own behavior. So when one's behavior, we behave through our body uh, and through our speech. Um, so uh, um, it, even the smallest misbehavior has, is um, negated or disposed of, um, and the smallest misbehavior of one's body or speech. Um, so here, Rinpoche mentioned body and speech as a note, didn't say mind, because it's the, what people observe is the behaviors of body and speech. And I believe that's all of it. 205. <laughs> Okay, so now um, we get, that was all number three. Uh, now we move on to number four. Uh, number four is a motivation for support. Lacking this means that you do not give with the hope of getting praise or fame. So I'm engaging in this generosity, so I become very famous. Uh, so I'm looked at. Uh, so this is the incorrect motivation uh, for support. So basis of motivation is another way to translate it. Den, the basis of motivation. Dixon, Shinto 
Then I miss something. There's something I don't want to miss anything. Tambo the Dawa Nipa. Nipa Nanjel Dandra. Sumba the Long Long. Long Long. Jipa Den. The Napa. Tenda Wonder in the Mares. Je Chinetangiobamabashiwures, Okay, so number five and six, I think that number four, where it says number four in our English, is actually split into two categories in Jayant Sheba's commentary. Um, if I've made a mistake, I apologize. We'll go back, Rimache, we'll go back over it. So, um, so number five, a motivation of discouragement. Lacking this means that when you give after becoming joyful, even after the act of giving, you are filled with faith and have no regret after giving. Then number six, even when you hear about a bodhisattva's vast acts of generosity, you are not discouraged but intensify your enthusiasm. That's it. Enthusiasm without belittling yourself. Um, so uh, number, f- number five is that um, you have this this joy um, that you have from engaging in generosity that is free of regret? You think these are just things I don't mind to give them. You don't you don't have some feeling about these things. Uh, you you are very joyful in giving them. And then it says, and when you hear about a bodhisattva's vast acts, we hear the previous life stories of the Buddha, uh, the generosity of the body, the Buddha giving generosity of the body, as the translators know in uh, Nepal when he gave his own flesh to the tigers. Um, so engage in the generosity of the body, uh, giving the body. Um, so it says, when you hear about a bodhisattva's vast act of generosity, you are not discouraged, but intensify your enthusiasm 
without belittling yourself. So you don't think, I am no one, you, you inten are intensified uh, your desire to engage in generosity. It doesn't discourage you in thinking, I can't do that. I'm not like that. I'm not good enough. You think in terms of, uh, of encouragement um, that I can and, and, and become joyful in your quest, in your, uh, your goals. Okay, Digson. Daniela ジャルダンね、ばまいわんどわてんじゅうまです。ジャニーばまそんぶてね、千年ばこんぐです。ジャニーためば、なら、ためはなら、ふりめば、千年びにじ、にじじんばおす。にじじんばおす。にじくんの
Sibi me siba zindosha zindosha. Dosha zin me siba dan. Du ngay yu tome ba. Du ngay wa yu khurudul toyo mariz. Ranjin ji du ngay yu. Ranjin ji du ngay wa. Digare, ranjin du ngay wa. Digare. Ranjin du ngay wa sa jay tanji du ngay wa sa jay tanji du Okay, so number eight, a motivation of expecting something in return. Lacking this means that you do not give to others out of the hope that they will give, uh, I'm sorry, lacking this means that you do not give to others out of the hope that they will help you. But because you see that these things are bere- beings are bereft of happiness, burned by the flames of craving, without the power to relieve their sufferings, and natural, naturally miserable. Um, so uh, this is we engage in some sort of generosity, give something because we want to get something. Uh, so we give to get. Um, this is an improper motivation. Uh, we should um, we should be wishing to get rid of the sentient being's happiness. Um, I, I'm, I'm sorry, suffering. Um, um, okay, so the correct motivation is you see that the happiness has been abandoned uh, by these beings. Uh, so you want to bring them to a state of happiness. So you see that uh, they are, um, they, they are, um, they don't have happiness. Um, so, and you see that they are um, in craving or attached. And it says, without the power to relieve their sufferings, um, without the power to actually take away their suffering. And it says. Naturally miserable. I asked Rinpoche what naturally miserable was referring to. And when we see the four turns, we see the uh, all contam- um, contam- contaminated, sache tamche dungyelwa, all contaminated things are suffering. Uh, so here, uh, naturally miserable is referring to that. Um, all contaminated things are suffering. Uh, within um, the truths, we find this as one of the um, attributes. Uh, among the 16 as a note. Uh, so um, this naturally miserable refers to the natural state of contamination, contaminated things being suffering. Digson, Jepa, then a Gupa. Ta Gupa. Gupa name la re samba me bas. Ne jimba pa jimba tana. Ne jema ya. Mata la ye te no ya bu togure. Ne roa me ba chigure. Name la re samba me ba nes. Shimala long, Java Shimale, and then Najima Tang in Java Shimal Nosheshiba Yungre, Lupenson to Bayungres, what in the Santa Jua Maris, Jimatan Longe, Yungre, Colonge, Yungre, Santa Maris, Shimala, Longetan, Lupenson to be Namila Ramates, Namila, Namin Tennis Yungres on the Rai Mabachi Woods, Ramate. Dujitanjin <laughs> <laughs> 
number nine, a motivation of expecting fruition. Lacking this means that you do not hope for the fruition of an excellent body and resources in future lives, but give because you see all the compo all composite things are without substance, but can contribute to unexcelled enlightenment. Uh, so here it's saying that the goal... You should be doing this because this will be part of the collection to you becoming a Buddha. Uh, this should be the motivation for doing it, not for say, so that in my next life may I have a nice body and uh, wealth or resources. Uh, if you engage in generosity, they will come. But it's, you shouldn't have the thought or motivation that you're doing it for these reasons. Uh, whether they come or they don't come, I will engage in generosity. Uh, so uh, this is uh, what is meant here. Um, the results... Um, the results should be uh, long-term results uh, um, in terms of ultimate Buddhahood as opposed to short-term results which are in next life's body, next life's resources and so forth. Um, so you should think that uh, these things I'm doing will contribute to my enlightenment, not to my body and my wealth in my next life. Uh, so this is uh, number nine. Maybe <laughs> Negosuba Okay, so I ran. The jupa. The jupa. Okay, so I ran together ten, nine, and ten. Um, so number nine, the break point on number nine is a motivation of expecting fruition. Lacking this means that you do not hope for the fruition of an excellent body and resources in future lives, but give because you see all composite things are without substance, but can contribute to unexcelled enlightenment. That's the break point there. And then number 10, this does not stop you from expecting these results in the short term, but stops you from taking the mere body and resources of cyclic existence to be your goal. So that's number 10. Then Juchi. Juchi, Okay, 
Okay, so now number 11, which completes the 11 categories, is besides these, you should give without the motivation of wrong livelihood in which you think, if I make this gift, the ruler, etc., will recognize me as a generous person and I will get some respect. Do not give from fear of becoming poor or with the motivation to deceive someone who asks for something. I, I don't have time now. I'd like to go back and look at the Tibetan. It says, do not give from fear of becoming poor. It might read, actually, do not fear becoming poor because of giving. Um, but I'd have to look, look back. Um, but just bear in mind it might say that. Um, give something when you are free from... Uh, I'm sorry... Uh, do not give from fear of becoming poor or with the motivation to deceive someone who asks for something. Give something when you are free from distraction and feelings of dislike or anger. Make gifts when you are not dispirited due to the various wrong actions of the one who asks for something. Even when you see the faults of someone who has deceived you, etc., do not give with the motivation to proclaim these faults to others. Finally, give in the belief from which others cannot dissuade you that each individual act of giving will give rise to an individual result. So when we look at the uh, individual acts of giving, we look at the various categories, we see that there are three. The giving uh, or the generosity or giving dharma, the generosity or giving fearlessness, 
uh, and the generosity or, or giving material things. So each of these different generosities that we engage in, engage in give rise to their individual um, concordant results. Uh, so uh, there are the variety of causes giving rise to the variety of results. The variety of individual acts of generosity give rise to the variety of um, um, individual results or variety of results. Okay. Okay. So, uh, we find, um, so these are, uh, this is the uh, first among the six perfections, uh, the perfection of generosity. Uh, and we see that each of the perfections gives rise to individual results or, or in even general results. And we find in Nagarjuna's uh, Precious Garland where it states that from giving there arises wealth, from ethics happiness, from patience a good appearance, from effort uh, v uh, virtue uh, brilliance, um, or also charisma I've seen that translated um, as from effort comes charisma or presence. Uh, from concentration, peace, from wisdom, liberation, from compassion, all aims are achieved. Uh, so this is what it states. So this statement that's made here, what would it categorically fall under? Uh, if we look at the various types of phenomena, we have manifest phenomena and we have hidden phenomena. And within the categories of hidden phenomena, we have just general, hit, regular hidden phenomena and then extremely hidden phenomena. So manifest, it isn't manifest phenomena, uh, and then we would f say, okay, is it hidden phenomena? Because this reality of the six perfections corresponding to these six results can't be realized through dependence upon a sign, it means that it falls categorically under extremely hidden phenomena, and as the translators note, must be realized through inference through belief. Uh, uh, so this is the... Um, Okay, okay so the, uh, we find uh, in the Arya Davis 400 verses uh, where it says, 
Um, let me just stop there. Uh, when we look at the six perfections in their individual results, we'll see that this falls categorically under extremely hidden phenomena. And in Aryadeva's 400 verses, Aryadeva points out how we come to believe this or have faith in this. And it says, whoever doubts what the Buddha said about which is hidden should rely on emptiness and gain conviction in him alone. Uh, and then in... Um, Dharma Kirti's Pramanavartika Karika, we also find similar, similar sentiments about um, recognizing the truths uh, and then seeing and applying those to all the other statements that Buddha made. Um, so um, when we see points that are extremely hidden, which can't be realized through dependence upon a sign, we look to the other topics that are can be and then uh, establish a belief in the other statements through belief in the statements that can be proven through logic. Okay. Uh, so today, how do you translate? Uh, so today, uh, Venerable Labsan Santenla has arrived, our, um, our, uh, our founder. Uh, so we're very honored to have you here today, Labsanla. It's been so, Labsangla has been so beneficial to many people uh, in in uh, making the uh, sand mandalas, and he has many excellent qualities. Also, a scholar of the texts. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, we'll end there. Um, today's a very special day, and. Um, We'll do the concluding mandala offering and dedication prayer in the prayer book. And this prayer book has grown quite a bit, but many of the prayers that we do are all prayers that Venerable Labsangla told us to put in our prayer book. So uh, we see, we talk about dependent origination, uh, and we see how that really has worked. We have people here who are here in the beginning, people who have just come here, but all of this has to come together in order for it to happen. Uh, so, um, thank you again, uh, Labsanla. I, 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 I say a few words to, <coughs> to all of you, the members and friends. Uh, this is uh, like a dream come true uh, for Rinpoche. And so this center was founded in '94, And uh, so uh, I have a chance to come to here at Trinity College in '94 and have a chance to do a Zen Mandala at the 94 at the Trinity College and receive an a honorary doctorate degree from Trinity College and so forth and so on. And, and meeting before coming here in 94, I met a woman named uh, Adele who are here, uh, lived in, uh, at the time in, in Harvard, Connecticut. So <clears throat> she was uh, very much a uh, 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 her background is uh, Judaism, but she really wanted to have a center in, in Hartford and here in this region due to her help, due to her motivation, uh, desire, and we open up uh, here, which we are a center now here. So this is my trip <coughs> beginning 94 and 95 and 96. I have a chance to uh, have a many times to attain from here at the U.S. our center, I would say our center, and my home base in Philadelphia. And so long story short, Jeff knows uh, very much about the story, and many, I'm sure you know the history of this center. 
and <clears throat> so I have been visiting here and giving a little uh, training for a uh, jab. I'm so impressed. Your Tibetan jab is excellent, really. And what you have here uh, is uh, is an excellent teacher, uh, Rinpoche. Here I said that many times in the past, and I'm happy to share with you. And some are probably know well about this gentleman, uh, uh, Rinpoche. If some of don't know, he is the one of the the best uh, teacher I will say in the United States, you know, or I really mean it. But something what we're doing here today, for example, this is the how we study in myself and the, when he was a young, this is how we study in Buddhist philosophy in the monastery. So what are you doing here, even though, uh, you know, it's a deep subject and this is a worthwhile, this is how to study Buddha Dharma in the West. This is how we build the Buddha Dharma in, in, in the United States not the channels, not the chakras, not the blue lights, but this is it. This is how you need to build. So I'm so happy to see all of you. And the reason me and Su Jiang came this trip to meeting him every once in a while, meeting you every once in a while, and the founder, one of the founder, Adele, was passed away a couple of weeks ago, and today was her uh, memorial services and here uh, in Howard Summer in, in the church. So another reason I came for here for pay respect to her, to this is the, her dream. And, and so, so thank you so much. You're all doing so excellent. And uh, I'm really thankful, of course, to Rinpoche and Jeb, his devotion and, and the people like you and a lot of changes happened, the members and friends and some of, for me, most of you are new except the Jeb and new faces. So last night, I'm meeting uh, some of the core group who in the beginning, women named uh, uh, Barbara and Sue and number of people who are, core number of people who I met last night. We talked about this history of the center. And uh, so uh, this is so happy to be here today, this morning, me and Su Jiang. So thank you, Rinpoche, again. Long life, many, many long life. And I'll keep asking, you know, so due to his health, we... TBC in among the, this center, <clears throat> there are three uh, branches. I always felt that here center in Connecticut, Jerusalem Center, Philadelphia Center, and El Paso Center in Texas, El Paso Center. So these are the three branches who I have uh, participated in the right in the beginning. So you do have a sister or brother or what do you call it. In Philadelphia, anytime you have a chance to visit, please come visit there. And also El Paso, Texas, which I'm going next week. So thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Rinpoche. Thank you, all of you. So I don't think we did. We do. No, we didn't. Okay, concluding Mandal offering and dedication prayer. The fundamental ground is scented with incense and strewn with flowers, adorned with Mount Meru, the four continents, the sun and the moon. I imagine this as a Buddha land and offer it. May all sentient beings enjoy this pure realm. I dedicate whatever virtues I have collected for the benefit of the teachings and of all sentient beings, and in particular for the essential teachings of Venerable Lozandrapa to shine forever. 
I send forth this jeweled mandala to you, precious guru. I dedicate all this virtue to emulate the knowledge of the hero Manjushri and likewise Samantabhadra as well. With whatever dedication is praised as supreme by all the conquerors who traverse three times, I also dedicate all my roots of virtue for the sake of auspicious deeds. In that pure land surrounded by snowy mountains, you are the source of all benefit and happiness, all powerful Abulkateshvara Tenzin Jatsa. May you stay until samsara's end. I pray for the long life of the precious Kensar Wandok, upholder of scriptural and realizational doctrines, spiritual friend who trained extensively in the five great philosophical texts with exceptional wisdom and perseverance. Tujiram Jiguzi Shapi Denonang, Atsulamram Chemukanga Chirona.